So I'm not going back and forth with a man who thinks that they should be in my position. If you want to be in my position, get in my position. Do you believe that? Bluff City Media presents the Anthony Sane Show on YouTube at Bluff City Media. Stepping up to the microphone is your host, Anthony Sane. Acknowledge me. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Anthony Sane Show. This is, of course, your host, Anthony Sane. Kenny Stubblefield and Paris Shark here in the building. Gentlemen, what's going on today? What's, what's good? What's going on, brother? Man, good. Good to be here, man. We are all mourning the loss of our brother, <laughs> Stephen Adams. <laughs> man, you would have thought the man died, man, the way the people are responding to uh, the Stephen Adams news, of course. All the obituaries have been Yeah, written. exactly, hey, man. All the sad pictures. Sunday. Middle of a Sunday doing church, man. My girl, yeah, exactly. Uh, my girl, Pia, on uh, on Twitter, just been in shambles. Y'all check on her. She's from New Zealand, I believe. I'm not. Yeah. Yeah, I'm 99% sure she's from New Zealand. Check on the homie. Shout out to Pia too, man. Who uh, I, did y'all know that there is a? Uh, did you know that there is a black grid Twitter? Did y'all know that? Yeah, you told me about it. And they have their own Twitter space on Sundays, but it's like it's <laughs> it's not particularly labeled as the black grid Twitter, but it is. Mm. But Pia shows up in that joint every Sunday. I'll stick my head in just as, just to get my laughs off. It's some of the stuff people say because it's really it's a really fun crew. Who runs that? Um, I want to say Young Harriet. Yeah, I think Young Harriet. Yeah, I think Young Harriet. She's a beast on those spaces. And man. she's hilarious, bro. And, and she knows she knows balls. She's got a podcast too. I haven't checked it out, but uh, but she's got a podcast too. But my girl Pia, be in that joint, man. Uh, New Zealander. I think people from New Zealand are closer to being black than they are being white too, though. Kind of like uh, Isaiah Hardenstein. <laughs> 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 but yeah. Um, who's, of course, a grizzly possible big man target of mine. But uh, anyway, uh, Stephen Adams' injury came out on Sunday. Uh, go check out the episode. Uh, go look in uh, the Bluff City Media YouTube page. You can see the immediate reaction that me and Kenny Stubblefield did on the Sunday. Uh, so Kenny, this time, about 10 years ago, we would have been in church when all this was going on. Yes, we would have. How dare us talk about uh, sports on the Lord's Day? That would have been our mentality <laughs> a few years ago. But now we're like, ah, oh, yeah, man, we can do that shit. We can do that shit. Come on, I ain't doing shit. I ain't doing shit, man. Come hey, on. hey, hey, man. Last week, the Titans had that game in London. You best believe I was sitting back there watching the game <laughs> <in our church. laughs> Yeah, we ain't going to talk about your Titans. Just giving away the, giving away the store like Fred's. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, man. Paris, yeah. I don't know if you remember the store of Fred's, but that was their moniker. They're giving Basically, away the they're, store. They're, they're the G League. Just G League oh, equivalent. Man. Oh, that yeah. was the Memphis Chicks. That's what they are, man. The, the Redbirds. Somebody changed their <laughs> Wikipedia name, their description to the minor league franchise of the hey, Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, true. man. For real, it was though. True. Farm League. But anyway, man, Stephen Adams' injury did happen on Sunday. Uh, and since then, one of the biggest things that people have, uh, if you if you wanted more in-depth reaction to it, like I said, check out that video. This is, this is assuming you've seen it, because there may be some things I leave out. Uh, but... Uh, Everyone is asking, why didn't he have surgery back in May? Uh, Coach Taylor Jenkins addressed this, saying that even if he had surgery during the spring, that Steven Adams still would have been out uh, for this entire season, which, of course, led people to do the math and be like, no. <laughs> no. So, so what are you saying, that he's going to be gone longer next season, too? This is going to extend? This is how I interpreted what he said. This is a 10- to 12-month injury. So if he, got, if he had the surgery in May, he would have been out until May of this year, which was right you know, either in the middle of the playoffs or whatever, um, right before the playoffs, something like that. Then you would have to make the decision of whether or not you play him in the end of the season or you just wait until next year. That's not particularly saying that if he got the surgery in October that he won't be back until mm. spring of next year. <laughs> so the offseason of next year. So basically it's a 10- to 12-month surgery. So I don't – I get – I kind of get what uh, Coach Jenkins is saying – as far as that's concerned, um, then I, I was talking. I was listening to Chris Harrington um, on the Jeff Calkins show, and he was saying that from from his understanding, from some stuff he had saw, is that with the complexity of the injury, that what made it so difficult back last season. If you ask the question, well, why didn't they just have the surgery uh, last season before the playoffs? He said the common practice for that type of injury is if you have the surgery, it's a very long rehab process it takes 10 months to 10 months to a year and that most people they are able to deal with it uh with just therapy without actually having having to go under the knife so the Stephen Adams pretty much fit into what most people do uh with this particular procedure and it's just kind of a a, a lot of unfortunate situations I've seen people say nothing came out from the Grizzlies I don't even know this has been reported by uh 
indie publications, but there's been a kind of a murmuring that Stephen Adams himself didn't want the surgery. Um, I don't know what that looks like, though. I don't know if that's just him saying, is there any other alternative, or is he just putting his strong size 16s down and saying, no, I'm not having mm. surgery. You know what I mean? I don't know what that looks like. So that's still to be determined. Um, and let's not get a choice. You can't make the guy get yeah, the surgery. Exactly. exactly. Like, so, yeah, it's a it's a real complex situation. Um, the whole thing. Um, but I'll say this. The Grizz, uh, Coach Taylor, Taylor Jenkins was also asked, you know, was there any contingency? How long did you know? And here's another thing, too. I think the Grizzlies have known for this, this could be a possibility for a while. But they're, they're trying to move in a way that makes sense short and long term. I think, like I said, like I've said on Twitter, that they're probably going to go into this first five games of the season um, and see what they are. You've got the John Morant exception kicks in after game five. And I think that they're going to uh, sign some guy that's on the couch. I don't know who that guy might be. Um, I don't think it's going to be any major signing. I think they'll do that. They'll, they'll see what they are once Jock gets back, and then they'll just, you know, roll on with the season. You think they'll make a long-distance phone call to Spain, an international phone <laughs> man, call? If they bring Marcus all back, I would lose. I would be, I'd be super hyped, man. But I think it's going to be somebody they're familiar with. I don't think it's just going to be some stranger. Um, it kind of feels kind of Bismack Biyombo-ish, this whole thing does. Well, Gorky's played for Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if it's a Gorky Jang. I wouldn't be surprised if they do give Marcus all the calls just to see what he got going on. <laughs> Just to be honest with you. Holy and, crap. And someone else, as far as familiarity, is uh, uh, Harrington said this. Noah Vonley is a name to look at. Mm. He's under contract in China, but him, Desmond Bain, and John Moran all have the same agent. Mm. Mm. So that's a name that I definitely would look at as, too, as far as guys sitting on the bench. But, man, I think it's something um, – I think that we, I don't think we can uh, replace Steven Adams, but I think we can mimic or replicate some of the things that he does. I mean, because it, uh, we all love Steven Adams – we love his personality, but at the end of the day, if you could just find a guy that can just go out there, get rebounds, doesn't need the ball, uh, set screens, and allows Jaron to play at the best of his ability as a four as opposed to a five, I think that's what you need and what you're looking for. Uh, something else I just threw out of note, because uh, there's a narrative that needs to be destroyed. Uh, a lot of people are talking about how bad we were, allegedly bad we were without Steven Adams last year, and there's a couple things I need to, you need to kind of consider. First of all, uh, a lot of things happened last year after Stevens got Stephen Adams got hurt outside of Stephen Adams got hurt. You know what I mean? It's not like Stephen Adams got hurt and everything else was fine. Stephen, got, Stephen Adams got hurt. Josh showed a gun. He was suspended. He had to come back, and there was, you know, some obvious tox toxicity involved in that whole thing. Um, Dylan Brooks was being an idiot. The entire time. Brandon Clark got hurt. Did BC's injury happen before or after? After. after. He got Brandon Clark got hurt after Steve Adams got hurt. Matter of fact, Brandon Clark and John Morant that same night. He got hurt the same night John Morant gone. Right. The Denver thing. Yeah. happened the same night. But see, that's that's what you got to think about. You have the initial shock of losing those guys and guys that weren't really in your rotation or guys that weren't really called upon. Those guys had to get thrown into the fire and had to step up to the plate. Those same players have playoff experience now. You know what I mean? It's not like... Those guys have, have, have all matured. They've all gotten better. Tillman and, and, and Aldama have those battle scars of playing because those guys got hurt. It's not like you're throwing them out there again for the first time. They've, they've got that experience now. You can't take that away from them. So that situation has changed since then. And like I said, it just, it just was a general level of um, – yes, last season was a very toxic season where they kind of – I hate to sound like a lot of the guys who are, are uh, 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 antagonists – but it was a little bit too much dancing, a little bit too much celebrating, and they never did nothing. And this team seems to be a lot more focused. And also, this this terrible team that was so bad without Steven Adams was 20 and 14 without Steven Adams last year, which is a 58% winning percentage. Guess how many teams, Kenny Stubberfield, uh, guess what seed they would give the Grizzlies if they kept a 58% win percentage all last season? Uh, obviously, they'd be... Top six, I would say. Yeah, any team that's, that's below 500, they're clearly better than them. Right. But there are people telling you, oh, they're a playing team without Steven Adams. But that 58% winning percentage would have them as the two seed. Can you <laughs> feel? Wow. Exactly where they ended <laughs> up. You know what I mean? Like, wow. And these people act like they just fell off the map with, yeah. without Steven Adams. It's just not what the case was. Um, and I think all things considered, if you if if you still were 20 and 14 without Steven Adams, 58% team, which you would be better than every team 
in the West except for yourselves. And uh, and, De and Denver was the one, right? Yep. yep. Yeah. Wow. Yourselves and Denver were the only teams who had a better uh, win percentage than 58%. That's crazy. I didn't know that. Yeah. So uh, y'all got to kill that narrative, man. This team is not going to be a bad team. You're about to have three all-stars under age 25 on this roster. And uh, find me another team that's, doing, that's done that. Any team like that in the past, your Golden State Warriors, um, what's the other young team that had? Uh, those teams are good. They're, they're NBA final level teams. And I think in today's NBA, if you've got three um, guys who are that good in your team, you're going to be a good team. But, yeah, um, I'm, I'm going to wrap this up. I'm ready to get my guy Daniel Greer in, talk some more Grizzlies, preview stuff, going into the season, two of the best in the business, man, my man Daniel Greer. The man on Bluff City Media, Daniel Greer, is going to join in with us today uh, for the sit-down with Sane. About to take a break. When we come back, going to jump in with my boy Daniel Greer, and we'll see you guys in a minute. Bluff City Media and Bluff City NIL are proud partners of Coaching for Literacy, a Memphis nonprofit using the power of sports to impact childhood literacy. When you donate to Bluff City NIL through Coaching for Literacy, your gift is 100% tax deductible. This partnership is a win, win, win. Tiger student athletes win in the NIL landscape. Coaching for Literacy wins by engaging Tiger student athletes in this monumental cause. And most importantly, Elementary students in Memphis receive support to become strong readers. To donate today, visit coachingforliteracy.org slash bluff hyphen city. I don't think Seth has progressed since his freshman year. I, don't I think either. that's pretty obvious. I think he's regressed in a lot of ways. Especially turnovers. That's Manage the biggest one. In, in, in managing how he throws the ball and where he throws the ball and the timeliness of throwing said ball. I think he has regressed in putting the ball in harm's way. That much is very obvious, but there's a lot of reasons that could be the case. Turnovers don't come don't come from a vanilla or lack of creativity on offense. They just come from most of the time bad ball placement. Yes. Or bad reads. Yes. You can't place turnovers on an offensive system. And I don't know if it's set. You can place bad offense on an offensive yes. system. Yes. And the lack of sort of explosiveness, of explosiveness, running game, all those other things. Place that directly on the offensive system. Seven picks? Yeah. No. 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 Can't that's, do it. That's on that's on ball placement. And that's on two. That's on number reads. two himself. Yeah. Tune in to On the Bluff with Christian Fowler and Gabe Kuhn every Tuesday at 12 p.m. on the Bluff City Media YouTube channel. I meant to ask this earlier. Is this the biggest game for Memphis football since what? Biggest game overall? I think the Cotton Bowl is in a league of its own. So outside of the Cotton Bowl, this game is the biggest game for Memphis football since blank. Since probably the second game against Cincy to go to the Cotton Bowl. The 2019. Okay. Yeah. I mean, what do you say? That's probably right. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 2019 Cincinnati. I think it's... You can't use anything in the last two years. I don't know that last it's as years. big as that one, but since then, this is probably the biggest. Yeah, I think I would agree. 2019 Cincinnati. Tune in to Tigers Untapped with TJ Willis and Trey Lasley every Wednesday at 3 p.m. on the Bluff City Media YouTube channel. All right, y'all, welcome back to the Anthony Sane Show. Here for the sit down with Sane is my man of uh, Bluff City Bets, as well as Grizz901 here on uh, Bluff City Media. My man, Daniel Greer in the building. What's going on, brother? What up, man? What up? What up, man? Excited. Man, I'm excited to have you here, man. We You came very early, and, and when we started the show, you're back again. I told everyone, uh, with Grizz season started, you're going to pull out the pull out the Grizz game, man. I, I, ain't got, I ain't got time for these other dudes, man. It's going to be Grizz-heavy stuff every week. Yep. Uh, glad to have you here, man. Uh, uh, other than myself, I do call you the man on Bluff City Media when it comes down to the Grizz stuff. I watch your stuff all the time. I don't watch Bluff City Bets. All that kind of goes over my head, but I do check you out. 
with Grizz901. Hope you guys are doing the same. Uh, every post game, you can check out Grizz901 for immediate reactions to the games, man. Yeah. Immediate, know, right, Daniel? For the for the good or the bad. Right, exactly. <laughs> so make sure y'all check that out. You know you're going to be up anyway, man. Uh, I know I... After game nights, man, it takes you like two to three goddamn man. hours. To go to that's to go the whole to... reason we started. Yeah, yeah, I was like, I can't you, go to bed anyway. You so up anyways, might as well start talking, yeah. man. So, yeah, that's a great, great thing to do. Uh, you bring any presents today, Daniel? No presents today. About to send your ass home for not having them. <laughs> Last time, of course, he gave me the custom-made John Conchar shirt. We're going to talk about that. We have to talk about yeah, him, right? Yeah, we're definitely going to talk about him because I think this man, let me quit playing. That man may got something for real going on. But we're going to we'll talk about John Conchar uh, in a minute. But first things first, of course, the Stephen Adams injury, uh, yeah. of course, a big deal. No one was ready for that on Sunday. Mm. Uh, I, I was. It was a Sunday afternoon. I'm at the house. I said, "Man, let me go check out Tom Lee Park and just enjoy some of this beautiful weather." I live, went off the grid. I live like four or five minutes. But I said, "I can cut my phone off, man. I'm good." And I'm talking about as soon as I get there, I get to yeah. walk in, man. I'm talking to this nice park ranger lady <laughs> who's having this great conversation with me. My phone buzzes and tells me that we've lost Stephen Adams for the year. Not the uh, news I want to see on Sunday, of course. Um, of course, everyone is giving their instant reactions. Everyone slept on the game. their non-emotional mm -hmm. reactions. Interviewed the players. They talked about it. Interviewed Coach Jenkins. Uh, no one with Grizz management has said anything uh, as far as what the plans are. Um, but I'll ask you, Daniel Greer, who I look at as, of course, to be a great voice with the Grizzlies, how does this team move past the Stephen Adams injury? Now, I'll, I'll say this. I said this on my yeah. – uh, episode, emergency episode we did the other day with the Steve Adams stuff. I don't think I'm stressing out the way fans are. Even immediately I wasn't. You know what I mean? I was like, okay, this sucks. Yeah. It's, it's not ideal. But I'm not really like, oh, man, the season's over. So where are you at well, as far as all that goes? So I was there. I mm -hmm. was like, this isn't good because it's almost like a, a lost season, right? Mm -hmm. And so um, after talking with uh, Ryan Meadows, who does another podcast here at Bluff City uh, Media, Mm -hmm. He actually told me that this could accelerate mm -hmm. the the path for pretty much the playoffs and, and, and who this team should be mm -hmm. because Steven Adams isn't a good playoff player. It's not that he's a good player. He just doesn't fit into the playoff scheme. And so that's the biggest thing um, that I didn't really understand, I didn't see. Uh, and so after talking with him, this could be a step back for this season but it's actually a step back for I – mean, it's a step forward, step forward yeah. in the future. And it obviously – the biggest thing is Jaron. That's the only <laughs> thing. But you also can put Band-Aids on this season. I know we're going to mm -hmm. talk more about who we're looking at mm -hmm. or what they're going to do. But I think these are potential Band-Aid seasons, especially this one, with or without Steven, because you're talking about next year, do we know if he can come back and be them same self? Like that's right. the other thing is like you might need another Band-Aid. So I think we're in a – this year is the Band-Aid season, and I think we're going to just accept that, but also I think it can be accelerating the youth even further. I've always been the guy who this whole time I was like, okay, the final version of the GNG Grizz or Grizz oh, – sorry, Grizz Next Gen will be Jaron Jackson Jr. at the five, some guy that's yeah. like a 4-3 at the four who can rebound, defend, yeah. whoever that guy is, and then, you know, whoever your your guard and wings are. That's, that's always been, you know, that's what my – that's how I envision the team that looks like. Um, I've kind of been beaten into submission that we need Steven Adams on this team, right? Yeah. And with him going down, I'm like, oh, man, f*** that. Like, I'm back <laughs> on my original shit. Like, get him out of here. Like, I'm back, you know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. I'm kind of thinking, like, that may be, this may ultimately be for the better because mm -hmm. it may kind of force our hands to kind of yeah. push to, to where the, the final form of the Grizzlies are. Um, I, don't, I don't think Steven Adams is in the long, long-term plans for this team. I think that right. in, the, in the here and now, He's a very important part, but I, I can see two or three years from now where they kind of shift what their front court dynamic looks like. So yes and no. All right. Mm -hmm. So Stephen Adams, as currently constructed, uh, makes Jaron the best version of himself. Right. right? Exactly. We'll that's, talk about that too. That's nothing bad with that. Mm -hmm. But also next season, it still allows Jaron to be the best version of himself. Mm -hmm. Long term, is Stephen Adams long for this team? I think yes, because Stephen Adams is a different kind of guy who can take a step back this will actually help facilitate that role because if he comes back and we have a Band-Aid that we actually really like, Stephen Adams comes back, he's only making $12 million. Right. You're talking about the year after that. Stephen Adams, what, he might make $9, 10000000 million, and that's actually a, a decent contract or yeah. that's the going contract for that. The Grizzlies would pay that because, you know, the salary cap is, is getting bigger. He's okay probably being that backup guy because then he can then prolong his career from whatever mm -hmm. age he is, what, 31? He's 30. Yeah, 30. So at that point, he's 31 back next year. 
So at 32 to 36, he can play four more years, making 10 to $12 million maybe a year right. at being a backup. And I think he can be a very good serviceable backup guy that can help surround a guy like Steven, uh, yeah. or Jaron Jackson. Yeah, I'm, I haven't um, – I think it's a really big deal that he's out, but it's not yeah. like the season's over type thing. Because I've had these conversations with people too. I'm like, it's not like you're losing a guy that you're, you're, you're losing so, such and such points per game. Right. You're losing like your your best perimeter defender. It's not like you're losing your number one playmaker. Mm-hmm. He has a very valuable role in his team, but he really doesn't do too much. Like we, all we ask Stephen yes. Adams to do is, and people have gotten like mad at me for saying that. I'm like, okay, bro, like this, what is he doing that yes. I'm not seeing? You know what I mean? Yeah. He's he's a he's a top tier uh, rebounder. I can't take that away from him. But his role is to rebound the basketball. Right. He rebounds the basketball. He sets picks, and he's big. He he allows mm-hmm. Jaron to play the forward. That's that is a role. Yep. And I think that's important, but he's not doing a lot of things. So I think that someone who can do something serviceable that looks like what he's doing could keep this team in an elite position. Well, I you think it's I mean? replaceable, right? Like yeah. you were saying, it's not like it's lost as in this isn't good for the team and he mm-hmm. isn't a good player. I think you're saying is I think you can go out and find that. Yeah. Just like I was talking about the Band-Aids. I mm-hmm. think you can Band-Aid him with a one-year guy and then maybe the next year another one-year guy. And right. if you have to, as he prolongs his career – maybe Band-Aid in a different direction. Mm-hmm. I think you can work around a player like him. You can't work around a Desmond Bain. Yeah, you lose Desmond Bain, now we're talking about, okay, this season. You lose Ja, yeah, it's yeah. the same thing. If Ja's out for the year, if you lose Jaren, you know what I mean, for the year, you're same talking thing. about, a, you're a totally different team at that right. point. You can still kind of be a, a very good version of yourself yes. without Steven Adams out there. Um, a lot of people are speculating how the Grizzlies should fix this. It's, it's funny how <laughs> five minutes after finding out something, everyone turns into uh, what's what's the guy's name um, who who breaks down salary breakdown and Bobby Marks. Bobby Marks. Everybody <laughs> turns into Bobby Marks five five minutes after an injury. You know, what I mean, we know the entire NBA, and it's like everybody's just super excited about this recognizable name porn, right, and it's right. like okay, you know that name. It's like I think we need to be chasing a skill set and not a name. Like yes. people are like naming these guys like Demarcus Cousins mm. is. Slow. Uh, great talent. <laughs> what I'm saying is we don't need a center who's who can go out there and give us 20 points a game. We like, it. we don't – that's not what we need nope. to bring in. Like, people are naming a lot – they, they they love the names, but there are guys who are probably more serviceable for what we need to do yes. that you may have never heard of. Right. Go go ask the NBA nerd guys on Twitter. They can tell you who the Grizzlies need to go yeah. get. There'll be some dude on the end of Orlando's bench because somebody's <laughs> talking about some dude who plays for Orlando. I was like, all right, why not? <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's exactly. like some kid or whatever. So, with that being said – I think the path that the Grizzlies are going to go on is they've got this five-game window right. before Jaws' uh, exception kicks in. Yeah, it's a free look. Right. right. So see, what, I think they're going to see what they look like for yeah. the first five games. They get a, the ability to add another player after the Jaw thing, after yeah. the five games. I think they're going to add some dude who's sitting, at the couch, or sitting on his couch right now. They're going to see what that looks like for a while yeah. until Jaw comes back and reevaluate once he gets yeah. back. That's I think that's ninety nine point nine percent was going to happen. The cheapest way, yeah, it's the cheapest way, and it doesn't really tie you into a dude that you've got to have on your roster next year or whatever. You can go back to Stephen Adams for his final year of his contract, whatever yep. you're doing. But with that being said, if that's the route, who are some dudes that you would give a call that are sitting on their couch right now or in the gym, yeah, staying ready right. for the season? Well, I think you look at the roster construction as is, and mm-hmm. you have a small, which is Junior Lofton, right? Mm-hmm. And so you, you can you can go after somebody who fits the perfect role that's not Junior. Mm-hmm. So you can go after a, a Gorgie Jang. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can go after uh, Bismack Biombo. Somebody that you know that, hey, he can guard a big guy and he can rebound because that's what Junior doesn't have. He doesn't right. have the rebound skill and he doesn't have the, the size and the height uh, defensively. You don't have that, so you go get the opposite of him. And I think from there, you just try to figure it out. And if it works, yeah. great. If not, see you later. Jaws back. Now we can use the trade exception if we need to. But mm-hmm. at that point, you're still good enough to be a good regular season team. I don't think you need to do much, like you were saying. Mm-hmm. I, I think we'll be fine. All right, short-term or small trade targets. Mm-hmm. Who are guys you look at on it? That yeah. market, I, I don't even – I don't – I'm okay on something. Like, people saying James Wiseman. Like, bro, James Robinson is, like, barely in the NBA. <laughs> like, what is what is he doing? Yeah. Like, I get it, but it, I think there's, again, the name hunting people. Exactly. I like James Wiseman yeah. long for this team if he's a cheap option. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd replace James Wiseman with Junior any day mm-hmm. because I think that he gives you more of what you don't already have. Right. 
But if you're going for a short term, I think you got to get an expiring contract. And I think that's, uh, you know, if you want to spend the money and get Clint Compella, that's fine. Mm. Uh, you do have that trade exception. If you want to go out and get Isaiah Hartenstein, because he's an expiring contract. My God, the, the whitest black man, the blackest white man, yeah. have you want to look at? Got some wiggle. Yeah. Some wiggle. Uh, you know that's a black dude, right? Who? Isaiah Hartenstein. No, he's not. Uh, you want to bet on? Yes. How much you want? How much money you want to lose? I have two dollars today. All right, we can do that. Isaiah Hartenstein is a I'm white dude. He's black, bro. Kenneth Stubblefield, represent for me and bring and let us know when you get that information. I'll let you know right now. You can, uh, no, we're we gonna go on with the show. I'm Googling. You. All right, he's, he's black, bro. <laughs> I thought it was bullshit too. He's black. I'll, bro. I'll verify. Right. <laughs> anyway, I don't care what color he is. I, I like the player. I think I know I love I'm the player. About. Yeah. Isaiah Hart plays for the Knicks. Yes. He's white. He's, he's black. He's a backup. He's black. Anyway, we go ahead. I think he's white. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I think that's the two guys I would target right now. There's nobody else that. Is an easy get. Dog, he's black. I told you, man. <laughs> I'm he's find, black. I'm going to find out. I'm His dad's out. name is Florian Hartenstein. Florian. <laughs> he's, a, he's like barely I, black, but he's I'm black. I'm looking bro. at a picture of him right now. All right, I'm, to, I'm Googling while you're, ne when you're next talking, but I, I think right. that's the two, the two guys you're going you know, for. This whole segment, he's going to be like super distracted. Yeah. Like, I got to get to the bottom of this. I will find out who I'm thinking about. Um, it doesn't give me a picture. Right. Screw, screw Spotrack. Right. So, uh, um, yeah, that, those are two guys I go mm -hmm. after. All right, long-term targets. These are your uh, Robert Williams, your... Uh, uh, he's fine. Those I, type of guys. Nah, I, I like Robert Williams. I think he's a good player. Mm. I think he's a good thought. As in, like, if he could stay healthy, great. If he could be the player that plays next to Jaron and do the things that Jaron doesn't want to do, great. Mm. But he still has to stay healthy. And I right. think that's the issue. And then he wants to get paid. So do I. Yeah. <laughs> then he's those guys have years and uh, and nice money to make it to Mitchell Robinson type guys. Those guys, awesome. Got, I, and I don't want to put my thing is man. Like I'm, I've stepped all the way back from this. I'm like, dude, we've got three guys that are going to more than because the Grizzlies are going to be good. Yeah. And if they're good, that means that Desmond Bain is hella good. Jaron Jackson right. Jr. is hella good. You probably got two All Stars on this team. Mm -hmm. So that means in essence, you've got three All Stars under age 25. Yep. On one NBA roster, that team's gonna be good, man. They and it's like, yeah. and it's like I'm not trying to tie twenty million dollars a year into yeah. a big. You know what I mean? Like that's just like, not how the NBA works. One season, yes. maybe, yeah. But be but going forward, yeah, it's because you get the trade exception, so you you can then use it. You know, whatever you need to do. Mm -hmm. uh, but there's no reason to tie long term money into anybody mm -hmm. that you don't see as a a solid starter that can be in the right. core. Like I think you see that with Marcus Smart. That's mm -hmm. why he's on this team for the long term. But I don't. Uh, there's no reason to do that. Yeah, I was at uh, Grizz's practice yesterday and they interviewed Jaren. Mm. The man seemed hella agitated, <laughs> like to the point where I was like, "All right, I'm gonna cut my camera off." Yeah, <laughs> because it's like you got to think, man. All the conversations people are having about Stephen Adams, it's like because we have a seven footer that yep. doesn't rebound, and I think part of that is Jaren's just not, just not a good re rebounder. And I think part of it is schematic, that they use him to roam so much. You know what I mean? Right. So he's not in a position to actually get rebounds. And he's like, okay, I got Steven Adams with me, so. I don't have to. I'm going to go do this, and he does. That's his role. That's yeah. what he go, That's what he does. So I'm sure Jaron feels away because it's like, like, this really what y'all think about me? <laughs> like, right. y'all really sure. think the season is over because, yeah. you know what I mean? Because steve has gone. And then he had to, the Team USA stuff, too, where he was mm. getting killed for that. And then he's like, he comes, like, okay, I'm back with the Grizzlies. I'm back to being myself. Then Steven goes down. And everyone's talking about finding someone that allows him to play to down. Himself, yeah. You know what I mean? To, or to be himself. Yeah. Um, if you were Jaren, like, what's, what's going through your mind with all the stuff that you're hearing right now uh, uh, about Steven? Allen? I think any good athlete, any good player is looking for mm -hmm. motivation at some level. And I think that the USA basketball helped. I think it helped him, you know, craft his game differently, as in this season you're going to see him more in pick and rolls, and we have not seen that in the past. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think we're going to see that now in this team, even if you know X is playing the five or anybody else is playing the five. I think you're going to see that more because you had the versatility there. But also if I'm that guy, I'm, I'm pretty pissed that people are using all of this and everybody's got all this love for Steven Adams, mm -hmm. yet you're getting this negative. It's all coming because it's negative on you right. and your downfalls and what you lack as a player. Yeah, I'm pissed. Yeah, because it's like, I think if they if they got a guy like Tillman there, if Till, if Tillman can kind of mimic some of the stuff that Stephen Adams does, I'm not saying he's going to be nearly as good as Stephen Adams, yeah. but he can kind of play that Stephen Adams light role. Right. I think if he could do that and still allow Jaron to play 
to roam like that, you're, you're going to be okay. And I've seen, we've seen Tillman guard Jokic yeah, and these type of guys sure. before. So I, I, I'm no, I'm nowhere near where some people are as far as all the, the doomsday stuff well, at all. And the great thing behind that is they're best friends. The, they were in, uh, mm-hmm. Jaren was in X's wedding. They're very tight. They went to school together at Michigan State. Mm-hmm. They've played together before. they played on the Grizzlies before. It's not like you're finding somebody else to have to insert into that role. If you need to have those tough conversations, the closest people to you is usually the ones you have the tough conversations with. And I think that they can work it out through the season of figuring out how each other work more, especially uh, long-term. And they've done it already. Right. Um, for sure. Well, uh, zooming past the Steven Adams stuff, uh, open up the show talking about that. We've talked about it. Ready to move on, man. I'm ready to get this, this basketball <laughs> on the floor, man. Like, for real. Like, we, I mean, I'm not going to, like, like, woe is me because, I mean, it sucks, yeah. but I'm not I'm not doing all that with y'all, man. All right. Anyway, uh, <laughs> want to get your opinion on something that's old news now. Well, we thought this was the big deal until the Steven Adams stuff happened. The ESPN article came out about Ja. What are your quick thoughts on that whole thing? That makes me think of the Stephen A. Smith Elvis billboards. Mm-hmm. It's just dumb. Yeah. It's like somebody that's out of touch, doesn't have a clue, but it's going to get the national attention. And it just it pisses me off because it's, it feels like they came here to prove a point mm-hmm. and maybe they didn't get what they needed to. And so they just dug in their heels even more. Yeah, that's exactly what I said on my show because it, it, it gives off like I came down here trying to get one story. I didn't get that story. So I'm just going to hate on y'all and just set the whole place on fire yep. as I walk out. That's what it looked like to me, like they just threw a match. Uh, it just see the Memphis walking out the door. Oh, and it went boom. Yeah, it did for sure. <laughs> um, Zaire Williams has had a great preseason. Um, sure, he's going to be the likely starter at the wing uh, on tomorrow night or tonight when you guys watch the show. Uh, what are your thoughts on how he's improved? Does it look real? Does it look like something that will translate to it, real games? It definitely translates because it's a different style for him. Mm-hmm. Before, it was run to the corner and go get the ball, be a backdoor cut, weak side, whatever, lob mm-hmm. to him. That was the offense that he was right. built in, and that was mainly around Ja because Ja had all this creation that he mm-hmm. could do in the middle. Well, now you're seeing that you're, you're seeing him come in, you know, short corner. Sometimes he'll come from the elbow, um, and maybe he might even come to the top of the key and catch mm-hmm. the ball. He's able to create, but it also gives him more uh, of an area to move, mm-hmm. and it doesn't keep him in his box. Yeah. I think that was his issue the second year, besides health and being all, you know, just effed in the head. Right. I, I really do think that this creation and this uh, ability for him to do whatever he needs to, I think it's going to help him. I'm just curious what this team looks like game 26 on mm-hmm. compared to game one and 25. Right. I'm, I'm, I think I'm there with you as well. Uh, talked to Marcus Smart yesterday, asked him, I uh, said, man, you've played for championship-level teams. You've been to the finals, Eastern Conference finals, like four or five years yeah. in a row with, with Boston and something like that. Um, I said, do you see a championship atmosphere here, especially considering mm-hmm. the news yeah. that we got today? He's like, yeah, like these dudes are ready to play. They've been, they've, they're refocused. Yeah. And that's something that I think is a lot of people aren't talking about. Right. This team is moving like a bunch of grown-ass men, like the, the, the comments they're making. And um, like Jaron was like for real agitated yesterday. Like I could tell like that he was like, like he wasn't really feeling this, it, it, but he didn't. Typically, he'll yeah. like he'll joke something off. He'll yeah. say something silly. Jaren was like, "No, nah, man." Like he was because uh, Giannato was like, D- "Do you feel snake bitten?" And Jaren was like, "Man, I don't even know what that means, man." No, nah, we ready to play ball. No, no, I don't. You're so aggravated with yeah. the questions preseason. They're mm-hmm. like, "I just want to get to get the it out there, and yeah. then Kind of you know game content. Yeah. So I'm really impressed about the team's a level of, of maturity and their level of focus. Who? Question for you: Who mm-hmm. have you seen the most from this season on this team so far? Because I have my guy. I'm wondering if it's the same guy for What do you me. mean? Like talking and stuff? Like just seeing like how they act and the way their game is, oh. like everything. Like it just seems like there's been a huge maturity level like jump mm-hmm. from previous seasons. Well, I never looked at him as being immature. Actually, I did when I think about it. I did see some things where he was kind of getting baited to the silly stuff. But Desmond Bain looks like he's became a, a real leader for this team. And it may just be that uh, Beyond Grit video I saw. Yes. It might just be something like that. But, like, he's really he's really on his grown. But, you know, having kids That's what does I was it, man. It's, yeah, it's been that kind a of stuff, yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, Derrick Rose looks like he he's a guy that can definitely, if nothing else, uh, give you some backup point guard minutes. I was watching him at, training, in, uh, at uh, practice yesterday get up shots. I was like, man, I'm still, I still haven't got over, like, this is freaking <laughs> Derrick Rose. You know what I mean? But he was – he looks like a dude who who wants to be there and he's ready to play, man. He looks like he's he's ready to get out there and contribute to this team. Uh, what do you think that would look like, you know, as far as his ability to help on the court this year? Yeah, so when Ja comes back, I think it's going to be tough for him to get more than 12-ish, 12 to 15 minutes max. 
Mm-hmm. I think before Ja, I think you're going to have him, you know, have to get to the 18 to 20 minute mark uh, mm-hmm. in a lot of games. But I think what you have and and what I've seen in Derrick Rose is it's the, he's the opposite player of Tyus, but he's also the exact same player as Ja because everybody says like Ja's the next you know Derrick Rose 2.0. Mm-hmm. I think what you have now is from the coaching side of things, I think you have the same game plan throughout the entire game. You don't have to have. This is the offense A, and then Tyus comes in, takes it over, and this is offense B, and you have a different flow. Right. I think you have a guy in Derrick Rose who can slash, he can shoot, but also he can take guys on the dribble. He can do whatever mm. creative-wise, just like Jock can do, obviously on a whole nother level right now. But then you have Marcus Smart who can also run that same style of mm-hmm. offense. Mm-hmm. The style of offense is going to look the exact same from minute one to, to the last minute of the game. Right, and also um, – if there's anything I want Ja to mimic and his watching Derrick Rose in these 25 games, that dude's floater is nasty mm. as hell. He's got a little weird-looking little floater he hits in that paint. I'm like, man, Ja, if you get something like that to your game <laughs> and keep it, like yeah. in the mid-range, dude, you're, you're unguardable if you can get something yeah. like that going. Um, looking bad for my boy Junior Lofton, to me. Yeah. Um, he's a guy who, being a Junior Lofton fan, I'll, I will also admit that he probably should still be on a two-way. I think that that's pretty much what it is. Yeah. He's... Super young still. Um, he's going to get thrown into the fire this year. But I could also see a scenario where they want to add a big, they drop a, they drop a roster spot and they get. He's and, cheaper, yeah. And he's, the, and he's the casualty. So I hope that's not the case, but what do you think about Junior? Like, what would he look like this year? I know you talked about it a little bit earlier. Yeah. But what do you see for him this season? Yeah, I love Junior. I love his game. I, I think that he is matchup base and he, he has to be, right? Mm-hmm. I think what you do is you go get a, another big, and if you do need to lose a roster spot, it sucks. But in the end of the day, they can make trades that might facilitate enough, you know, wiggle mm-hmm. room. But I think with with Junior, I think you do have a, somebody like a Brandon Clark that he's matchup based and he plays well against these mm-hmm. certain matchups. I think we can get to the playoffs. I think you can get to the regular season. These are guys that you can lean on for spurts, for spark plugs. And right. I think he's he's a guy that can bring you that. He's not an everyday guy. He's just not, unfortunately. Mm. Until he figures out a way to trim down and where he's able to be more, you know, you know, mobile, then mm. that's really it. But yeah. him offensive, it's so great. Oh man, it's beautiful. But he has to <laughs> learn how to play in the offense, though, because right. he's got to be able to give give and go and let mm. the ball come back to him, but also not have the ball. He's got to know how to play when they're not running stuff for him. Exactly. When he's not out there with the eleven through fifteen. Yeah. Like when he's out there with the big dogs, he's got to figure out how to be how to affect the game without you know, scoring yep. without having plays. And that's on the two way. So you, you, that's great. It'd mm-hmm. be great, but they don't have a John Moran. They don't have mm-hmm. a Desmond Bain down there. They don't have anybody. He's the best player. So they're going to run it through him. Right. He's, I, I think him and a two way would be awesome. Give him more reps, but he has to, now he's with the team. He needs to stay with the team. Just yeah. try to figure out if he can fit into the NBA. Yeah. Uh, actual basketball. Yeah. Uh, final question for my man. There <laughs> <laughs> you agree. Host of Greer's 901 here on Bluff City Media, as well as Bluff City Bets. Uh, your man, John Conchar, has some personal stuff going on. Yep. We haven't seen him outside of one preseason game. Um, are they going to force, whatever you got mm-hmm. going on, brother, wish you the best. But are they going to force John Conchar down our throats, pause this season? All right, so we had this conversation. Because um, they find a way to get him into the rotation. Man. Yes. But y'all keep telling me they don't. That's what that's what they keep telling me, Ken. So Tuesday, uh, we we had the daily grind, and so me and Luke were talking about it, and so I I, I sent out a message to my source, mm-hmm. who contacted and just make sure he was good, and <laughs> who is actually John Contra himself, <laughs> and they said they sent a thumbs up back he's of good. emoji with a thumbs up, and he said I'm good, pretty okay. much. Uh, so I'm guessing he's good. Mm. The thing is, with, with someone else said I'm good for John Contra, is what you said. I I saw you know a you just gave up. away that you okay I got you I, I just saw a thumbs up I, I got don't you know from right. who it was from All right. it was a block number. Um, but I, uh, I think that Jitty could be good for this team for the one thing. Was it rebounding? You're right. That's the only reason mm-hmm. because we have a better shooter in, in Zaire. We have a better defender in a sense, Roddy. Mm-hmm. We don't have anybody that's better than him at rebounding. Mm-hmm. I hate the way he's played in the past couple of years. He does not looked himself. He doesn't look aggressive. And I think he's better than what I've seen. With all the jokes I, I, I get do. off, I think he's – I really – if you go check my receipts, man, I thought John Conchar was going to take a leap last year. I thought he was going to be like a close to 40% shooter. He did the very beginning of the yeah, year. Yeah, and I and thought he – I was like, oh, yeah, we that's going to work. Like, I thought he could be the Melton replacement. I was like, that dude can do what Melton does, like, to an extent. Yeah. And it just wasn't the case. And he's, he needs to rebound the ball, play defense, and – he doesn't need the ball, mm. so he can make he can shoot two, three, four times a game, 
and just be there and play his 14 to 18 minutes and be a rotational player that actually helps us be a good team. But you can't have Chad last year. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if he's long for this team. But his contract is two years this year, and I think it extends mm-hmm. into six upcoming. So I don't know what they do. But if it was me, I'd probably trade him straight up for uh, Andre Drummond. Look at uh, yeah, me too. Be honest with you, that's what I, that's what I've been looking at. But John Conchar, uh, and of course we're doing all this talking. He's gonna best around you to do to save the season, averaging like he's eight gonna rebounds score 20 a game. <laughs> Average like eight <laughs> nine rebounds a game off the bench. John Conchar, the wing, the wing we didn't know we needed. But yeah, man, for sure, my man Daniel Greer. Y'all yeah, go check I him need out. to call. I need to call Daniel on the carpet for a second. Okay, but what? Uh, you said no. you said I need uh, my money too, man. About uh, Black Isaiah Harden, so. right? I know that's yeah. like two dollars. I knew you did, man. Where's that? Apple Pay me, homie. Go ahead. Um, you, uh, you, you know, Jaron, Jaron kind of recoiled at the idea of the the Grizzlies being snake bitten. Mm. Do you feel snake bitten a little bit? Mm. Um, I don't. Why should I? Well, there's a kicker. For the Los Angeles oh. Rams named Brett Maher. <laughs> that what did he do? I think he kicked like 75% of his field goals and extra points this year. Like he was killing it, right? Killing it. And then Bluff killing City it. Bets, Daniel Greer, decided to <laughs> promote this man on his show. Brett Maher, take him, take him. What did he do in the last game? Man. Missed hit, three field goals. He hit one Damn. of four. And uh, guess what happened today? Fired. He cut. got fired. No way. He got cut. Damn, bro. I didn't know Do that. you feel responsible? That's the question yeah, I want to ask. You got that man up out of here, man. Do you feel responsible for for Brett Maher losing a job? But if he got fired for like uh, like going against his bet, like he's like he saw all the bets coming <laughs> yeah. in, <though. laughs> and he took a dive. Daniel Greer, Daniel Greer said, "Bet on me." Listen, you, the guy's go a good get paid. <laughs> he, same thing happened with the Cowboys. He uh, same thing. Yeah, so I'm a Cowboys fan. I I support Brett Maher. Unfortunately, he lost me money. Do you you don't feel responsible for? No. No, okay. listen. I gamble. You probably should, bro. Probably should. <laughs> I mean, you cost that man a job by <laughs> pushing him out there, man. <laughs> he still got more money than me. That's Screw true. Him. That's true. All right, real quick, Daniel Greer. Uh, tonight, well, yeah. Tonight. When they watch this tonight, the Grizzlies will be playing the Pelicans. Yep. What's the prop bet you throw some money? Yeah. So my favorite is uh, Zaire Williams over two and a half rebounds at mm-hmm. minus one hundred five. That's a. I, I think that's a lock. Uh, you can also look at um, Xavier Tillman. That's minus, That's over six and a half rebounds, minus 125, I believe. But if you want to make some money and have fun, mm. it's plus 565 for a Xavier Tillman double-double. I think he can get 10 rebounds, and I think he stupidly shoots a three and hits it, and then he scores another seven <laughs> points. <laughs> I can see it as well, man. Sounds like free money to me. Free money. My man, Daniel Greer, check him out. Like I said, Greer's 901 and, uh, and uh, Bluff City Bets. Check him out. On uh, Bluff City Media, my man Daniel Greer. When we take a break, I mean, I'm sorry, about to take a break. When we come back, the three point is here on the Anthony Sane Show. See you guys in a minute. Seven and a half point favorites. <laughs> what? <laughs> Is that exciting to you guys? No, it's not exciting. I get it. Point In favorites. the schedule, it's like line them up, knock them down. Come yeah, on. Until I mean, you yeah. get to SMU, line them up and knock them down. How many eyes are going to be on the University of Memphis over those three games? <laughs> In person? <laughs> not many. I don't know. Tops, twelve to 15,000. <laughs> oh, that is so Like top. North Texas. And then, and then they play Charlotte. But what I- will Bank of America and Lincoln Financial look like? <laughs> it will look like the Eagles played on Sunday night football against the Dolphins. Lincoln Financial, when Memphis plays Temple, will look like Sunday Night Football did for Eagles Dolphins at approximately two thirty Monday morning. <laughs> so zero people in the stadium besides the workers. Yes. Yeah. Tune into On the Bluff with Christian Fowler and Gabe Coon every Tuesday at twelve p.m. on the Bluff City Media YouTube channel. Well, one of the most frustrating parts from Friday night was our boy uh, Andres Fox with his little nard punch <sighs> on what was about to be a big third and nine Tulane had from their own 20-yard line with nine minutes left in the game. And yeah. He decides to just Judy chop some dude in the wiener. It was more than a just a little nut No, tap. he punched him. Yeah. I've played in a lot of, like... <laughs> 
sporting competitive <laughs> events never. and I've gotten mad and I'll like shove somebody or something or what, like I have never once stood up and been so mad and was like I'm gonna hit this dude in the nuts were you a, shocked that he only got half I am against UAB I thought Ryan was going to throw him off of the team so did I I thought his career was over like his college football career was and absolutely over. he's just not gonna play 30 minutes of football <laughs> is that 15 for each nut I don't know dude Tune in to Tigers Untapped with TJ Willis and Trey Lasley every Wednesday at 3 p.m. on the Bluff City Media YouTube channel. Bluff City Media and Bluff City NIL are proud partners of Coaching for Literacy, a Memphis nonprofit using the power of sports to impact childhood literacy. When you donate to Bluff City NIL through Coaching for Literacy, your gift is 100% tax deductible. This partnership is a win, win, win. Tiger student-athletes win in the NIL landscape. Coaching for Literacy wins by engaging Tiger student-athletes in this monumental cause. And most importantly, elementary students in Memphis receive support to become strong readers. To donate today, visit coachingforliteracy.org slash bluff hyphen city. Y'all, welcome to the Anthony Sane Show. This is a segment we call the three-pointer. We talk about three things going on in the world of sports. Shout out to Daniel Greer. Great segment with him. Uh, waiting on that money for the Isaiah Hardenstein on me. I, I, I can tell you who's black and who's white, man. I do I do great research on that. I like to I like to keep <laughs> up-to-date numbers on the uh <laughs> on who's black and who's white in the NBA, man. Just in case it starts getting froggy, like we start getting overtaken in this joint. But anyway, man, shout out to Daniel Greer. I do need my money though, man. I need that. I'm sending you that, that cash app request. Cash app. Yep. For those two dollars, two dollars for all sure. Right, all right, Stewie. <laughs> for sure. Uh the three-pointer. Number one, Giannis got paid, man. Giannis, oh. Giannis answered Cupo. Um, signed a three-year, $186 million extension uh, with the Milwaukee Bucks. It's, it looks like so much money, man. <laughs> it's sixty-something uh, million, $62 million 62, a year. Yeah. Um, I'll say this. Giannis is, prop, is the perfect small market player, man. man. Like, he's a dude who's just happy to be in the league. At least that's the image he gives off. Um, he's a winner. He wants to win. I've heard stories that he's a hard dude to deal with. Like, he would be on your ass if you think you're not about winning. If you think you're on that team just to get a check, I've heard Giannis is a tough dude to deal with. Like, he will, no, he'll, he'll you know, get him out of here. Like, that's what he's about. He wants nothing but guys who want to win uh, on that team. And uh, shout out to him, man. But just the way he moves, man. Like, you, you take care of me, I'm going to take care of you. You know what I mean? I'm going to go ahead and sign early. He passed up money. He didn't want, like, I don't have time for the distractions of a contract. I don't, I don't want to talk to y'all about this. I want to talk to y'all about win, winning basketball games. So he went on to sign that extension. Shout out to Giannis answer the Kupo. Getting that money, man. I'm not mad at the man at all for that. Um, number two, I'm going to lean to this one. You on this one, uh, Kenny Stubberfield. Memphis football won the Battle of the Bones. All I've heard about is how big the trophy is. And it was a like 45-21 victory on the road. You uh, want to hear something crazy I heard last night? Uh -huh. So we recorded Tigers on Tap last night. Mm -hmm. There are, There is a rumor going around that the Battle of the Bones, the inside of that encasing whatever of mm -hmm. the bone looks like there's actual like rib a uh, whole slab of ribs in there for real that somebody like plastered that a uh, plaster to the rack of ribs and then put the casing <laughs> around it i wouldn't be i wouldn't doubt that that's dope as hell i ain't gonna lie man that's a very small game in the whole grand, grand scheme of things but that concept is really cool to me like a trophy's awesome yeah like two Two, two cities known for their, their barbecue going at it. They did a whole barbecue festival thing outside. Yeah. And winners and losers and shit. Yeah, they should really they yeah, should really dude. blow that up. But shout out to uh, Tiger Football for, for beating UAB in the Battle of the Bones. Also, University of Memphis related. University of Memphis is having a, uh, a student-only open practice, man. Like this. They heard from you, bro. They heard you. Man, the Tribal Chief, man, speaks again. Do I have to be the Tribal Chief of Grizzlies? I mean, I'm sorry, of Tiger Basketball on Twitter. The, I don't Tiger it, Athletics Twitter. Do I have to be that too? I think it's already been bestowed at this point. Yeah, that's uh, that's Brandon Baumgartner, I believe. Well, it's, well, it's it's a lot of people may lay claim to that. <laughs> yeah, man, I saw a dude on Twitter, man. I can't think of his name, and I respect this dude, but like he just has some wild takes when it comes down to Tiger basketball. Had the audacity to call Grizzly fans delusional, like Grizzly fans talking about their contenders and contend you got to have this, this. Like, bro, you said you you thought that like every every Tiger basketball team was like. Mm. 
Final Four uh, caliber. Like, man, stop. Anyway, yeah, shout out to University of Memphis for sure for um for that. That's pretty dope that they're having that they're trying they're trying all these different things to get students involved, and I'm not mad at that at all. That's really, really, really dope to me for sure. Uh, number three, I said is somberly Kenny Stubble, Kenny Stubblefield. Oh, uh, went out um for my son's birthday weekend. One of the things we did was we attended the 901 FC playoff game. Um, 901 loss to Louisville City FC. Uh, the game was tied one to one. Uh, 901 FC scored before we even got there. We got there like a few minutes late. They scored in the first minute of the game. 901 FC scored. Uh, Louisville scores later on in the first half. Uh, there were any more goals the entire time. They have a, uh, uh, they handled overtime differently than I thought. Yep. They do two 15-minute halves. Right. And then after that, they go penalty kicks. So yep. they went to penalty kicks. Uh, the first four guys, both guys scored. Louisville, they were kicking first. So their uh, kicker got his goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, 9 FC goes up. He totally fakes out the goal kicker. The goal kicker shows his hand, like totally dives. Like he's gone. Empty net. They got kicks the ball. Hits the right side of the, uh, of the goal. Mm. Comes back out. He was uh, crushed. And I'm sitting there thinking, how many more of these do we got left, man? Because I, I, shout out to 901 FC, man. I, I said I was going to go. I've been to a couple games before, um, maybe one game before in the past. I bought tickets. No, I didn't buy tickets. I, it was a date. I'm sorry. And the person I went with, she paid for it. Almost, man, I felt bad. I said, I bought tickets. I ain't never, I don't, I don't buy tickets to nothing. But anyway, so uh, I went one time on a paid ticket. And then um, I started going as media this year. And then they just start giving me comp tickets and really showing me love, getting gear for me and my son to wear, um, you know, giving him, like, you know, welcome pack, like, package. You know, they brought it up here, like a package full of stuff for, for me and my son. Yep. And uh, shout out to the people at 901FC. I know they've been getting a lot of flack for the way they have or haven't marketed. Um, it's tough, man. You're, you're, in a, you're in a basketball and football town, heavily basketball. Um, could they, there are things they could do, sure. Hit your boy up, man. I'll, I'll help y'all with how I think y'all can do things a little better uh, next year. Shout out to my boy Josh Clayton over there uh, with their PR. Just hoping they're back for a while, man. Story came out saying that basically uh, confirming a lot of people's concerns that if they don't have their own arena by 2026, that, uh, you know, 901 FC won't be here anymore. So I'm going, I'm going to enjoy next season uh, as yeah. much as I can. Uh, Kenny Stoveville, I'm not going to worry about the future. The way things look, they won't be getting the new arena. So I won't. Yeah, there be. was a there was a town hall meeting that the Daily Memphian put on mm-hmm. with a couple of city councilmen, and they specifically talked about the um, the money and the 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 state money coming in and kind of where that was being allotted to. Mm-hmm. And it was pretty disappointing their reaction towards yeah. a potential soccer stadium that in place of where the Coliseum is now. Um, I don't think we heard the whole plan. I don't think they told us the whole plan. Yeah. But my hope is that they have a plan in place to keep the 901 FC here. But um, I really enjoy those games, man. Yeah. Man, especially if the weather's nice. Like, the sight lines are all pretty dope. My kid likes it. Uh, Live soccer is effing fun, man, to watch. And they kind of, as far as in-game experience, like, it's heavy Memphis music. They they score they score a goal it's you know exposed it's fireworks going off whoop that trick I give them the whoop that trick pass I, I mean you know <laughs> it was uh it was all kind of stuff man like this it's a pretty decent experience there there are some things that I would tighten up as far as because more people should know about it. you know I think I think they're doing a poor job of it I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna slam them about it it just kind of is what it is but um I, I enjoyed the overall experience being at 901 FC games man but uh, we're about to take a break. And when we come back, it's inside the same brain. Just got a quick announcement for y'all. That's all I want. Something I want y'all to take a look at. Something I want y'all to check out and, uh, and, and fool with your boy on. We're going to talk about that when we come back on the Anthony Saints Show. I'm still not overly confident because, again, you mentioned how many people are going to be in the stands. You could have some emotional lows. They're, they, like these teams, like I said about North Texas, and I think UAB fit in this category as well, like they're not 
dead. I have some confidence that they can win every game outside of SMU, but running the table, I just still think I I have to see it. They just won their first game on the road in conference outside of Navy. Right. In the Ryan Silverfield era. Yeah. Like that, I don't know. Until they keep doing it and do it consistently. I'm not sold. You can't be sold. They're 3-10 and 10 on the road in conference play, and the majority of their Ooh, games left are on the that road. That gave me the chills, literally. What they did to UAB in the second half gives me a little bit more confidence that they're not just going to oh, let yeah, teams it, play with them consistently if they feel as if they are the superior product. If it would have been a close game, I would have said there's no way in hell that yes. they're winning out. Tune into On the Bluff with Christian Fowler and Gabe Kuhn. Every Tuesday at 12 p.m. on the Bluff City Media YouTube channel. If I Unholy hear reason, one more time, post game from anybody, staff, player, fan, they ran something defensively we hadn't seen on film, I'm going to lose my mind. If you and I were head coaches for two different teams, do you think you would change up? Just a little bit what you do. Oh, yeah. Every game. Yeah. Yeah. I really hope our defense is doing that. I hope our offense is doing that. Uh, like I legitimately, when he, when I heard that, I was like, I misunderstood the statement. <laughs> or he misunderstood the question. Because there's no way in hell you want me to believe that you were like, uh, they just didn't run the same thing there's, that we've seen on film the past six weeks. Yeah, I don't, I mean... There's no way. It's like taking a test and, test and expecting all the answers to be given to you beforehand. Like, I mean, the questions were different than the practice test. Tune in to Tigers Untapped with TJ Willis and Trey Lasley every Wednesday at 3 p.m. on the Bluff City Media YouTube channel. Bluff City Media and Bluff City NIL are proud partners of Coaching for Literacy, a Memphis nonprofit using the power of sports to impact childhood literacy. When you donate to Bluff City NIL through Coaching for Literacy, your gift is 100% tax deductible. This partnership is a win, win, win. Tiger student athletes win in the NIL landscape. Coaching for Literacy wins by engaging Tiger student athletes in this monumental cause. And most importantly, elementary students in Memphis receive support to become strong readers. To donate today, visit coachingforliteracy.org slash bluff hyphen city. Y'all, welcome back to the Edge Insane Show. Shout out to my man Daniel Greer once again of Greer's 901 and uh, Bluff City Bets. Make sure y'all checking them out. He's gonna be a regular guest on the show. Love sitting down and talk, chop it up with my man Daniel Greer, man. We we might be the best duo and mm. uh, uh, up here, man, when it comes down to uh, to uh, talking about the Grizzlies. Like me and him together would slick be like a little slick dream team. We'll come down to the Grizzlies. Stuff. I think I think I think we are the the, the, the cream of the crop. In Bluff City Media when it comes down to grizzly stuff, for sure. But um, inside the same brain, real fast, want to invite you guys to something that we're going on throughout the NBA season. Uh, the two broke for tickets. Watch party. We'll be at, uh, I love it. We'll be at uh, Hooters. Man, Great if you concept. are a flodger, if you are a stunner, which uh, in Memphis, I'm sure that you have some <laughs> of that in your, in your DNA, whether it's dormant or not. I have these at Hooters for a very specific reason, Kenny. What other watch party in the city of Memphis can you... Can you go down there with full gear on, looking like you about to go to the game, enjoy all the, the pregame festivities out there, you know, on the campus of, of FedEx Forum, and then slide over to Hooters because mm. you ain't got no tickets, to, actual tickets to the game. You can just slide on over. I'm thinking about making a shirt that says, two bro for tickets. Love it. Follow me to Hooters, man. Like, for real. I love it. Where that out on the pavilion? I'm thinking about just doing it, for real, though, man. Like, uh, the first one will be this Friday against the Denver Nuggets. It's a Hooters. Y'all know where it is. Of course, it's free to get in. We do ask you to, to patronize with Hooters. Get some of their great wings, some of their shrimp. Tip the young ladies, the Hooter waitresses that come out. I'm not going to say Hooters girls because, you know, I'm not going to. You ain't got to be a girl to be a Hooters person. Did you know that? I did not know that. They got sued a couple times with it. But anyway, yeah, come check that out. The two broke for tickets. Watch party. And most watch parties you go to, 
They're just for the road games, right? Right. We doing for the home games, man. Can't about can't about afford no damn Grizzly tickets. Genius, man. Can't about afford no Grizzly tickets, man. It's genius. And we write that by the FedEx form. You can go down there and enjoy everything. Flies like you're going to the game <laughs> and just slide on over. And head to Hooters, which is right there. And as soon as the game's over, slide, slide back over, over there. there. Hey, just slide back over there. Slide back like over. Like you was at the game. Oh, yeah, but I was in there. Jump. Yep. Cap. But what better way to just be some do some real Memphis-type shit than an Anthony Sane watch party? So y'all come check us out, man. The it's about as Memphis as it gets. Oh, yeah, yep. is it? The flyer is a... Uh, Great costume. I sent you the flyer, Kenny, so it should be on the screen around about now. <laughs> check it out. Follow up in that joint. Grizzlies, Grizzlies versus Denver. I'll be in the building. Too broke for tickets. <laughs> Too broke for tickets. Me. I'm telling you, man. I don't know who's going to be in that joint with me, but I want all y'all to come out, check it out. Too broke for tickets. I know Watch a couple of people are going to be in there with you. Uh, see, see, see oh, nah. I see, see what I'm saying, bro. Anyway, man. But yeah, for Kenny Stubblefield and Perry Sarkin behind the glass, it's your boy Anthony the Same, man. We'll see y'all next time. We out. Thank you for listening to The Anthony Sane Show. If you enjoyed this episode, leave a rating and a review wherever you download your podcasts. Also, like and subscribe to Bluff City Media's YouTube page. For comprehensive coverage of Memphis sports, head over to www.bluffcitymedia.co and find out how you can become an insider. We will see you back here next week.